Welcome to the Story King Podcast, the show all about fiction, film, and form. I'm your host, John Carlo, and today I'm having a conversation with movie location scout Malika Johnson. As writers, we all know how important the setting of the story is. After all, every story has to take place somewhere, and that somewhere matters. The same scene shot in different places will end up being different scenes at the end of the day. Most of us are familiar with the idea of location scouts in the film industry, these mysterious individuals who hunt for good locations to shoot scenes, but I'm not sure many of us are familiar with the actual day-to-day job of it. Malika Johnson is from Queens, New York. She majored in film and minored in music at Queens College. She started working in the film industry in the late 90s and started in the locations department in the early 2000s. And I wanted to get an insider's take on scouting a good location. So here is my conversation with Malika Johnson. Hi, Malika. Welcome to the Story King podcast. Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. So why don't you start off by telling us some films you worked on as a location scout and how you even got involved in this line of work. Okay. Some films would be like Inside Man um, with, with Denzel. Um, it was directed by Spike Lee. Wall Street 2 that Oliver Stone directed. It's funny. I've been a lot. I'm just like trying to dig deep here and I don't know. Why. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I, I did The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I think like the, the New York arm of the Avengers, which is only three days. So as a huh. great as cool as it was, I don't really count that, but yeah, I did do that. Yeah, and I guess a bunch of others. The first Ninja Turtles movie, the new one with, with Megan Fox, I did that one. So yeah, I guess I've done a few. It's just it's weird when people ask what have I done and suddenly I have a brain freeze because it's like <laughs> ah, running through the Rolodex, you know, things that I've done. I mean, I love it, but it is a job. So sometimes I'm like, wait, when did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> but yeah, I've done those. So, sometimes you're just for particular scenes of a movie and not the whole movie then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, especially really large movies like The Dark Knight Rises would be the best thing that comes to mind, but also even the um, Avengers, the first Avengers. You know, those are giant movies that filmed in a bunch of different locations. And so, you know, sometimes you'll just be on the New York portion of it. If you watch, you know, the screen credits, if people stay for the screen credits and then they'll see, you know, whatever unit. So they'll see New York unit or Hong Kong unit or whatever, you know, the unit for people went through that. So, you know, on giant jobs like that, we won't necessarily know who else worked on it, you know, except for like the executives, obviously. But, but yeah, you know, crew like me, I wouldn't meet, you know, if they were in another location prior to coming to New York. So that's oh, wow. how that works. And now you went to school for film. How did you get involved in location scouting? Well, it's funny. Nobody really knows what locations is outside of uh, people who work in it. Not even people we work with actually know what we do. Um, so I did go to school for film. I went to Queens College. But, you know, it's like you study how a camera works, you study all of the different, you know, phases of film, like French New Wave or German cinema and things like that. Like, you do learn how to be a filmmaker. Um, It's just, you know, coming to actually work on a set, figuring what you're doing. Like, I don't think someone who aspires to be a grip is necessarily going to get much out of French New Wave cinema, you know. Um, And so with locations, it was kind of 
I was just kind of haphazardly assigned into that department, actually working on a movie. Um, it was a Bollywood film, uh, I'll say this. It's actually pretty big in India. But, you know, they came here and filmed in New York and they just, you know, needed a bunch of crew. Um, they do things a bit differently where it's kind of just like, you know, they'll just hire anybody and then figure out what departments they'll put them in. I was put in locations department. I'd never heard of it. I'd done, you know, stuff up until that point. I had done movies as a PA, a production assistant. But up until that point, I was like, okay, I guess I'm in the locations department. I don't really know what that is. Um, but it turned out I was pretty good at it. I'm a location scout, but the department as a whole, it's very interconnected, you know, and basically we deal with the logistics of a film. Like anything you can think of for logistics, that's what locations does, even down to the scouting. So yeah, I turned out to be pretty good at it. And um, the location manager on that, you know, kind of just brought me on to the next job, which happened to be a Spike Lee movie, actually. And uh, yeah, and then kind of just went off from there. So, but that's how I got into it. Some people are like, Oh, yeah, I, uh, I've heard this from, from people who got into it. It was like, I've seen what you guys do on set, and it's really cool how you kind of just solve problems when they pop up, and I want to do that, you know. Or people who've done scouting have been like, oh, well, you know, I like taking pictures and everything. I mean, it's more than that, but, you know, and it's like, I want to get into it and that. But, yeah, my story's pretty kind of boring, I guess. <laughs> I was just put into it, and I happen to be good at it, so I stuck with it. So what were you doing before that? Uh, just a production assistant. I didn't really, well, I won't say I wouldn't really know what I wanted to do. I kind of figured it out after a while, which is like, I actually kind of wanted to write, uh, funny enough. But I'm like, well, I also like paying my bills. So, um, <laughs> you know, I was a production assistant for a while, um, both in the office and on set. I would um, kind of oscillate between the two, I guess. And, um, but yeah, you know, I'd done a few projects before that, even in college, I'd taken time off to to work on shows like there was, um I think, one of AMC's very first scripted shows in the late 90s called Remember When. Uh, that was my first PA job. Um, I like did it over a summer in between semesters, you know, and kind of just just things like like that. Um, you know, music videos here and there, um, again, either being on set or working in the office, which is also really good experience just to see the nuts and bolts of production and how everything works. So like, I don't, you know, knock those experiences at all. Um, you know, I say like, yeah, I was a PA first. And I just didn't know what I wanted to graduate up to, you know, after that. And then, boom, locations. And I was like, locations. Yeah. So that's how that came about. So what was your favorite project that you've worked on and, and why? So my favorite that I worked on, that's kind of hard to say, but um, I feel like it might be even the first, uh, the first job that I did, the, the Bollywood film. I mean, the first job I did in locations, mainly because, and that was like one of the hardest that I've ever worked on a job. But I think it was just because we had such a great crew, the American crew and the Bollywood crew. Uh, we just gelled, you know, it's like the, the, actors that we were working with are like some of the biggest stars in India, but they were just so cool. And because we're not in that world, you know, we kind of didn't have that sensibility about them. And so I think they could just really relax around us because um, they drew really big crowds, you know, once people uh, got wind of who was there, but just everybody is cool. I mean, that was like, gosh, that was like 17 years ago. I'm still friends with a lot of people from that cast. And even if I haven't like seen them in person since, we still talk a lot because it was just, you know, it was very hard, you know? And so I guess that kind of like difficulty breeds like whatever kind of a brotherhood or something. So that, that was great, you know? Um, another movie, Wall Street 2, 
that was, and some of these difficult films actually, that are kind of my best experiences because I just work with really, really great people crew wise. Wall Street 2, there was no sound stage. Everything was shot on locations, which I mean, you think about the scope and scale of that movie for the locations department, we basically had running tallies of, aha, well, I've been working for 11 days straight. And it's like, aha, well, I work for 15 days straight. Like, those are kind of our, our running tallies um, for how difficult it was. But again, we had a really great crew, which for me, that's what makes a, a you know, good movie or favorite thing to work on is just the crew that you work with. And I don't just mean my department, um, because you can just have, like, awful grip departments or prop departments or whatever, and it just makes your life, you know, terrible when you're trying to organize things. So yeah, I'd say like, and that, it, that Bollywood movie is called Kalho Naho, by the way. And uh, so yeah, so it's that one and, and Wall Street too. Awesome. Now, explain to me, well, what is the day-to-day job of a location scout like? Are you given instructions from the director, cinematographer? Do you have some agency there? Well, what's the chain of command like? The scouts, it's a little fluid because it depends on the project. It depends on who's in charge of it. I mean, I've been doing uh, TV mostly um, for the last few years. So things are um, a bit, the, the process is kind of a bit sped up because you get directors. Normally you, you will get it from a director, but in TV, it's like it's a guest director every different episode. So it's really the production designer that'll drive it. And the production designer is also a huge component, no matter if you're doing TV or film, uh, in terms of what the look is supposed to be, because they're in charge of the look. So it's kind of like um, a dance sometimes between the director and production designer depending on it you know creative personalities sometimes they mesh sometimes they clash and so but the first thing we do is we read script uh so that's the very first thing and then see what we need to look for and then you know they'll come up with an idea of well it needs to have this characteristics you know like a director might want oh well give me some place that has like maybe a lot of windows or some place like it's an exterior, something gritty or something like that. Sometimes they'll be very abstract, you know, whereas the designer, they'll be a bit more specific where it's like, well, I want something that has brick walls or I want something that has like kind of a weird, like, you know, rustic feel or something to it. It, it totally depends on what it's like. And then of course, there's also, I won't say the AD, the assistant director has input so much as Um, When you're scouting for something, sometimes you have to um, pair it with something else. Like they're going to shoot more than one thing or shoot in more than one location in a day. So we have a scene in a house and then we have a scene on a street corner or in a bodega. So sometimes the scouting is driven by what we find first and then what's around afterwards, you know, or locations to go to first where we can find, you know, X that's right next to Z, you know? So sometimes it's also driven by the schedule. In terms of like the the, the director of photography, we call the cinematographers DPs, uh, director of photography. DPs don't necessarily have much input. Um, I mean, in a, in a feature film, in a large feature film they might, but that's more in terms of like the lighting, uh, so to speak, of they think, well, can you find something on this side? Like I was on a job once where we needed to find um, a townhouse and we were like in midtown Manhattan and they were like, well, okay, but can you only scout on the north side of the blocks? Cause we need, you know, at this time of day, we're only going to be filming, you know, the sun's going to be here. So we need you to find something on this side of the street. And we're like, so that eliminates like half of midtown for us. 
okay, <laughs> you know? I mean, we, we basically do, you know, what they ask. It's just sometimes we're like, all right, but I'm just saying this guy wanted this thing and it's on the other side of the street, but that's in the shadow and you're so, that's a rare thing though. The DP right. rarely weighs in in the scouting portion, but sometimes when they do, it's for logistical purposes, not necessarily for artistic purposes, but that's kind of is, so. So you start with a script and then there's the production designer and the director who are basically trying to determine like the vibe of the look. And then that's when the location scout comes in to make sure that that vibe is achieved. Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, we also, you know, have a location manager as well who kind of tries to help us disseminate too because they're the ones who are in the meetings with those guys first before they tell us. And, you know, we're all on the same page in the locations department. They'll try and push certain areas or certain things, you know, because we'll all have ideas. I mean, you know, we are kind of creative people ourselves. So, you know, we'll all say, oh, you know, it'd be great for this, or this or this or that. And it's like, you know, the manager will be like, yeah, I'll try and push that in the meeting and then come out with it. So. And where do you generally work in the tri-state area? Yeah, mostly. I mean, um, New York, it's getting close to back to what it was pre-COVID um, in terms of the amount of production. It's so busy here that we don't necessarily need to go anywhere uh, for other jobs. There was a time when Connecticut was really busy. And so people were like working in New York, Connecticut, and then that went away. Uh, New Jersey just got busy again because of the new uh, government administration. Um, you know, the new government came in. So more work in Jersey again, but, um, you know, mostly New York. And it's not just New York City. I mean, we go everywhere. When I say, like, I work in New York, and it's like, well, yeah, sometimes my days are, like, far flung in Rockland or, you know, up in Orangeburg or, you know, someplace up in Westchester, out in Suffolk County. You know, it's, it's a big city. So um, I haven't worked, like, up upstate uh, yet. Well, maybe, like, a couple of days on a job, but it's mostly, you know, kind of the New York greater New York area, let's say that, uh, is where I work. And where a lot of productions, you know, they'll also be all over the place too. Now, you talked about COVID, uh, and you said things are coming back close to normal. So, what exactly has changed now that, that COVID's uh, this reality? I mean, do you guys, are you guys getting tested before you do a job, or, or not really? Oh, yes. No. When I say pre-COVID levels, I mean the amount of work available. Things have changed like, drastically here. Um, I mean, we're not quite on the level of the NBA bubble, but in terms of the level of, of you know, safety and precautions and all that, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a big change. And I, that kind of goes across the board for, you know, Hollywood as a whole. First off, there's an entirely new COVID department that's been created for all shows. Um, so they're in charge of all the, you know, personal protective equipment, um, supplying us with them, you know, masks everywhere, everywhere we scout, interior, exterior, it doesn't matter. You know, in terms of like asking people now, it's kind of like the awkward question of, okay, so has anybody here had COVID recently? You know, it's kind of weird to bring that up. I mean, just for myself for scouting, you know, I haven't been on set now. So, um, you know, I've seen pictures. I'm actually on a, on a safety committee that we kind of just discuss what the different jobs are doing um, and how they're doing it. It used to be uh, people break for lunch. There's a big buffet for catering. No more buffets. No more craft service tables. You just walk up and dip your hand in whatever. I was never a fan of that anyway. Um, but, you know, yeah, we are tested regularly. Um, I am never in the office 
which isn't much of a change being a scout. I was like, <laughs> maybe I would average once or once every week or two weeks being in an office when I before. But now like scouts don't come to the office. Everything is digital. We are tested. Uh, we're tested once a week. People who are on set or closer to the uh, talent, the actors, they're tested more than once a week, uh, you know, so. So yeah, oh, and you know, now also we have zones, uh, so to speak of, I think it's divided into like four zones from A to D, as opposed to how many, you know, people uh, can be in this zone, you know, like zone A's for the actors. I'm never going to be in zone A. I'm not even, uh, you know, in the office, you know, and so it kind of goes down to there. But yeah, so like how we do things are different, how we go about it is different. But, um, you know, for the most part, in terms of like just the level of work, I mean, because we have been out for quite some time, um, it's just now coming back. Um, you know, like I'd say this month, it, it's coming back to the, at least the levels of employment, I think, that we had prior. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a whole new world, though. Well, and I would imagine it slows the production process a bit with all the different precautions. Oh, everything takes twice as long. And I tell that to everybody on there. Even scouting takes twice as long now. Um, I don't know if this is across the board, but at least what I'm currently doing, they want us to get like dimensions or floor plans, you know, if people have them of where we scout. If it's an interior, exterior is not, you know, that big of a deal. And so I started carrying a laser measure around with me. <laughs> so it's like after I finish taking pictures, then I take measurements of, uh, of an entire space. So that's new because um, normally that's something an art department does once they've chosen a location, the draftsman will come in and they'll take all of those measurements. We have to take measurements for the COVID department so that they can determine social distance wise, how many people can be in a space, how much crew can we have in a space. Time was, you know, we just packed in like sardines if they could fit you know, with equipment and all, if, you know, if there was a space for it, if we were shooting in this room and there was all this space over here, then everybody would pack in. And now that's not the case. And actually, even though I'm not, uh, I don't work on set as much anymore from a location standpoint, that's actually a good thing because it was kind of trying back in the day to just try and limit how many people just came inside, you know. Um, so, but yeah, those are, everything takes twice as long now. Right. Now, let me ask you, being a location scout, and you work mostly in New York, but when you travel for personal reasons, vacation or whatever, do you sort of have a location scout mind wherever you go, or are you able to shut it off? <laughs> oh my gosh, no, are you kidding me? I have that when I go to the movies. My brother's always telling me to turn it off when I'm watching something, and I'll just look at the logistics, but absolutely, yeah, it's... um. It's kind of a bummer when it comes to, I guess, trying to take in something when you're on vacation or I take pictures, like I take pictures all day long. And so I, I found myself sometimes I'll just take pictures and I'm like, oh, look at it later. So I'll just take a picture and then move on. And it's kind of like I have to tell myself, no, no, be in the moment, take it in. You know, as I like to vacation in like these, you know, gorgeous outdoor spots, like I love going to Scotland a lot. And, you know, it's kind of a thing where, you definitely want to take that in in the moment, but and I just have this tendency because I'm behind a camera like all day long, you know, so it's kind of just like, and eh, moving on, I'll look at these later, look gorgeous, you know, so slowing down like that. But it really does come in handy because um, locations has to deal with a lot with 
directions, um, you know, telling people how to get places. Um, even as a, even as a scout, you know, when they have a scout, like state parks or something out in nature or whatever. And it's like, well, we have to be able to <laughs> direct people how to get there if they want to film there. So we are excellent, um, locations department as a whole, we're excellent with maps. So it's kind of funny how, um, again, in Scotland, you know, being with a friend and we're driving through and, you know, both of our phone dies for the GPS and she's like, oh no. And I'm like, oh, that's all right. We have a map. I studied this like the night before, so it's fine. We have no GPS. It's fine. I know how to get there because we have a map and I already visualized it. Like we're very good at visualizing things and we will like study maps or routes or whatever, even if we're like in a city setting just to figure out, okay, so this is how I'm getting from A to B, figure out the transportation because Going back to what I said earlier, we handle the logistics of filming. So that's kind of where that kicks in when it comes to vacations. Like we can organize a vacation like nobody's business. You know? <laughs> so there's that. Um, but it's just then enjoying it, I think, is where the uh, problem comes. Right. But yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So once you've chosen a location, uh, back to when you're working, uh, or a series of locations for a film. Is the scout's job done at that point? Or are you moving on to another project? How does that work? Uh, it depends. Because um, there are a lot of, like, I exclusively scout now. I didn't before. I would scout and then stay on to be on set. I just made the decision years ago that I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. But yes, uh, a scout can stay on, you know, to, to, to be on set and to deal with the logistics of it and things like that. I mean, that's more for film. Uh, when we get to that, you know, feature films, that's usually you scout first and then either you're staying on, you know, to its, to its end or you're just, you're done. Um, for television, obviously episodic television, it's just, yeah, we're on till the end. You know, in terms of the duration, it's like the scouts are on first for episodic television, but then we're also off first, you know, because once everything's scouted out, then they just have to film the episode. But yeah, you know, mostly scouts for feature films, you know, we scout and then we're done, you know, and then they go on to shoot and we move on to the next thing. For television, we, we're on to the end. We're part of the crew. So I'd imagine television is probably a more sought after thing just because it goes on and on it's kind of like guaranteed work no <laughs> well <laughs> no it depends i mean yes if you were definitely like I, I need to work then yes television is good up until three years ago we were not in a union we only got unionized about three years ago so mm. television prior to that was really sought after because tv shows were offering health insurance you know and features were not but, you know, they both have their ups and downs because TV work is definitely more steady because it's more long term. And especially if you get multiple seasons. I like features a lot, though, because of the time that you can um, you have, <laughs> basically, uh, the time you have to plot things out. You know, sometimes in TV where it's just like, you know, just go, go, go. We've only got a certain amount of time, you know. Now with COVID, we actually have a lot more time than we normally have for episodic TV, um, you know, but, you know, usually it's like we get two weeks to look for something for a whole episode where all the locations in an episode and then move on, you know, as a film, um, you know, we can have like a month or two months to look for a specific thing, you know, that we're trying to find before moving on. So, it's you know, it's the same exact setting. It's just, you know, what you're looking for also. Depending on the feature, sometimes um, you just look for cooler things, I would say. Um, you know, not to be like shallow, but totally. Um, you know, sometimes you just 
what you're looking for is a lot cooler than if you're looking for episodic TV. And that's not all episodic TV. I would have killed to work on Game of Thrones or something, you know, for locations. But, um, but yeah, you know, for like a procedural drama, you know, or cop drama, your locations aren't necessarily going to change or vary that much from episode to episode. So it was a balance, I would say, between between the two. You know, I don't know which is more sought after. For me, it's kind of like, I guess it depends on the mood I'm in, of <laughs> which I would prefer at that time. Um, I mean, I'll, you know, take whatever job comes along, but it's just, you know, what I would prefer or what I enjoy more. I guess it depends. Right. Now, if someone wanted to choose a career as a location scout, what, what are some of those qualifications they need to bring to the table? Where do they get started? And what should they expect if and when they get their foot in the door in terms of stress, in terms of uh, success? Uh, are there times when you're not working at all? Yeah, well, I'd say organization is key. One thing about uh, scouting, it is not just taking pictures. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been in interviews with people, um, you know, sat in with people who um, were interviewing people. And it's gone where, yeah, I really just want to scout and everything. And we're like, well, okay, but you don't just jump into that. Because it is a skill set. You have to know where to find things. You have to understand when a you know creator says what they're looking for, um, you know, look within those parameters. But you can also like know where you can have some leeway because you might see something that you know works, but that's not what they told you. But you'll shoot it anyway, and it turns out that it does. Like we can you know influence in that sense. But like knowing your surroundings, I guess, knowing which neighborhoods to look for what, and you know, kind of building up portfolios, knowing who to contact. You know, in terms of like. City agencies, you know, we've got so many town halls, village halls, you know, city halls that we speak to that we have to deal with because we have to find out, can we come in a place first before we even start scouting? You know, we have to find out, well, what are the parameters? If I say that, oh, yeah, this place said we could shoot and then they get there and it's like, yeah, but the restriction is you can't film after 6 p.m., well, that doesn't, or it would be nice to know those things, you know, things like that. You know, who, knowing who to contact for landlords, property managers, you know, like, there is a lot of footwork involved first before you just go out and take pictures. So I'd say, you know, first you want to join the locations department um, as general as a location assistant, which is basically uh, whatever, you know, we kind of need um, in terms of like we uh, location assistants will watch a location um, if we're like trying to prep it with the uh, grip and electric department, they set it up or the art department, they're setting up a location. Well, the location assistant will deal, will be the contact person between whoever owns that location and um, our crew, you know, things like that. The location assistant goes and they'll, you know, notify the neighborhood that we're going to be filming somewhere or they'll deal, you know, once the initial contact's been made with a city or a town, they'll be the point person for that. So starting there, is, um, is a really good place, you know, for being in the locations department, because from there, then people graduate, and they'll know the logistics, because we have to keep in mind of the shooting crew. We can't just scout a location next to a highway, because we have to keep in mind the sound department, you know, we can't scout a location that's like um, on a 50th floor high rise that has like no balconies or anything like that because we have to keep in mind the electric department um which services the camera department for lighting like setting things up you know so we have to keep the shooting crew in mind so being an assistant first gives you that production brain of it the thing that you have to keep in mind and then from there you know it's kind of like it's not really hard 
when you start asking, hey, how can I be a scout? Then we'll start, you know, sending you on little assignments uh, to do that. Lots of location uh, scouts now kind of got their start as assistants in terms of like being just sent out to take pictures of something, you know, just to kind of whet their appetite. It wasn't anything major, but they'll be like, okay, you want to be a scout. I'll send you, go shoot this, you know, and that's kind of bit by bit how it, uh, how it develops. I think at least that's the best way. I think, you know, people want to scout, don't come into it fresh thinking you're just going to scout because you need to know all of these you know, logistical steps. You need to keep these things in mind first for doing it. In terms of like stress, well, if you stress out easily, then locations as a whole might not be uh, the best department for you. Um, I don't know if it, you can glean from what I'm saying. There's a lot of spinning plates in the air that we have to keep track of, you know, just in terms of make everything work together, uh, you know, and things like that. Even as a, as a scout, you know, just trying to find this one specific thing, especially if you're on a deadline for something or you haven't quite gotten it, you know, yet. And it's like, I don't know, I'm running out of ideas, you know, or things like that, or trying to think outside the box. I mean, you know, we don't do this in a vacuum. We always call our friends on other jobs for help. I've had people call me from other jobs, you know, and I've called people on other jobs like, hey, do you know where I can find a this or that or a that, you know? Um, so, you know, it's all like building relationships in general, too. Uh, of knowing where to find places. You know, there are, are city um, film offices that will help you out, you know, to find things as well when you're really like hitting a wall. So, you know, there's that. Also, you know, kind of having like an even temper or being a people person, really key for location scouting and locations department as a whole, because all we do is deal with people. So like every day, that's basically our whole thing is dealing with people. Um, so I'd say, you know, in terms of just the kind of personality type is I feel like if you do locations, you'll know if you're a fit for it, <laughs> you know, just because of, of how you might react to certain situations. So you need a, you need a good mix of qualities of creativity, people, person, organization, logistics, and just stress management. Yeah, yeah, all of those things. So um, again, this is, a you know, when I say not even people on the crew know what we do, that's kind of it, because it's not just like one specific thing, you know, when we've been, you know, when we joined the union, they were like, well, write down the description of the locations department. And we all looked at each other like, um, everything, you know, it was kind of hard to glean that. Um, so, so yeah, it's just like, you, you have to basically, organization, I think, starts with that, and uh, even even keel you know for personality wise mm -hmm. now lastly what is your favorite film genre and what are your three favorite movies and why nothing you worked on by the way okay oh that's good nothing i worked on is my favorite um, <laughs> um well my favorite genre is sci-fi i think that comes out from being a science nerd uh that started first so sci-fi was kind of the natural one um so i'm gonna do a bit of a cheat with my three favorite films because the First one, it's two, it's occupied by two movies. Um, as I always say, I can't like one above the other. Terminator 2 and Aliens, both directed mm. by James Cameron. I don't know if you recall uh, when I was younger and I talked about Terminator 2 nonstop. That's the movie that made me determine that I wanted to work in film um, because I just like, his storytelling is just, you know, insane. I just, I'd never seen storytelling like that told through action the way that he does because nobody does action films like him but also manages to still tell the story so it's not superfluous action, you know? So I just thought the storytelling of it and the scope of it, you know, I was just like, I want to do that. You know, I want to, I want to tell a story. I want to make people feel like I felt, 
you know, watching that, you know, and then the same with, with aliens. I mean, a completely kind of different, uh, you know, in terms of the type of movie, but still the same kind of storytelling through action uh, and also character development, um, you know, that comes out through the action as well. Like you can see the characters in what they do, you know, so I really love that. I'd say my second one uh, would be E.T., which is weird to say after those first two. It's my favorite Spielberg movie. It's completely completely manipulative, and I love it. <laughs> I just, uh, maybe it's a bit of childhood nostalgia, but also I just, the way it's constructed very well, it's classic Spielbergian, focusing on the family unit, no matter what craziness is going on around, he still is always, um, at least his 80s stuff, you know, was always focused on the family unit um, and, you know, what brings them together or breaks them apart, you know, plus John Williams' score is just like, you know, favorite John Williams score too. So yeah, that's, there's E.T. And the last one, it's kind of hard, I was, but I'll go with uh, The Last of the Mohicans, just because I really love the way that that movie is uh, structured in the sense of you're following these three characters, that you could have picked them on any day of the week to follow them, but you just happen to catch them uh, you know, when this thing happened, when they found these people that they need to help get to this fort, it happens in the middle of the French and Indian War, um, which is also not really given much focus in, in cinema, you know, or is, you know, pre-revolution uh, colonial era New York, you know, something like that. Uh, but the last 10 minutes of that movie, 10 to 15 minutes of the movie does it for me, because there's not a lick of dialogue. And it's all the action but it's not like, you know, explosive, act, explosive action or whatever um, that actually happened, like in the middle of the movie. But there's no dialogue. And this is more like a foot chase, you know, of these characters. But and there's sound. There's just no dialogue. So it's not like, you know, a bunch of action or like slow moving action with music going over it. But the way that you can tell exactly what's happening, it's like there could be dialogue, you know, but everything is in the facial expressions of everyone. And it's just like it's pure acting um, and it's pure action, you know, that's advancing the story. Um, but also, you know, just like, you know, what these characters are thinking, just in what they're doing, just in what their faces are saying without saying anything. And it's like the big climax of the movie. And I don't know how many movies would have your big climax with no dialogue at all, you know. Um, so, but I just, I love it. I love the direction, you know, the, the cinematography. I actually worked with that DP on a job, Dante Spinotti. Um, and I remember being in the middle of a job working with him and I found out that he did it and I completely fangirled over him at some point. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, that was so unprofessional, but oh my gosh, you know, it was just like, I, I just, the movie is just gorgeous. It's shot beautifully. Um, I think it won for sound for that year, uh, best sound for 1992. So that would be my list. So I know you said three, it's four, but the first two count as one. <laughs> oh, those, those are all great choices. So, I mean, is sci-fi a dream of yours or have you gotten a chance to work on sci-fi yet? I haven't actually. And it's like really frustrating because I'm like, you know, all these great shows are around and I never ever get to work on something that has me like completely like, ah, you know, like that's right up my nerd brain alley. I mean, you know, I say that and I did like, worked on the Avengers, but that wasn't for very long, you know, and worked on the Dark Knight Rises, because I am also a comic geek, so to speak, but it's like, it's kind of different, I guess, when it's something so big, and it's already been put together, like, uh, like I'd prefer to work on like an episodic type of sci-fi series, you know, like I'd love Stranger Things kind of thing, or, or something along those genres, or you know, like one of the new Star Trek shows kind of thing like that. Um, I have not yet, I think, just being in New York, the landscape doesn't really lend itself, so to speak, 
to uh, to some of those types of shows. But one day, pretty sure one day uh, that'll happen. But alas, not yet. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, if people wanted to contact you or follow you on social media, well, where can they do that? Uh, yeah, so um, my Instagram handle is at MikaJohn78, so that's um, M-I-K-A-J-O-H-N-7-8. Um, that's also my Twitter handle as well, at MikaJohn78. I mean, I don't post a lot of things film-related. Um, every once in a while, you know, I do like to put up pictures of, of cool places that I am scouting. But, um, yeah, you know, I, if people want to follow me on those, that's great, because every once in a while you might see something. <laughs> I, I do post them on occasion for uh, stuff on the job. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Story King podcast, Malika. I learned so much today. Did you? I was afraid I rambled, but you're welcome. <laughs> I hope you did. Um, yeah, if anyone's out there who does want to, you know, get involved in locations, that is, you know, definitely an avenue that might not be a job that people knew about. But again, I didn't, you know, when I started it. But yeah, that that's cool. If people wanted to message me, you know, just to find out information for that, that's also cool. Awesome. I'm going to make sure I have your uh, links in the, in the show notes. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Malika. No problem. Thank you. It's great talking to you. All right, you too. So that was my conversation with Malika Johnson. Her links will be in the show notes. Now, if any of you listeners out there write a story and would like the chance for it to be read on the show, or if you're a writer that wants to be interviewed for the show, you can email me at storykingpodcast at gmail.com. Just include your name, where you're from, and what kind of writing you do. Again, that's storykingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitter. Those links will be in the show notes. And please click like on our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com forward slash storykingpodcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram. Our username on there is storyking.podcast. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing with this show, please consider becoming a patron. You can choose a monthly membership tier at www.patreon.com forward slash the storyking. The link will be in the show notes as well. One more thing, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the favor of subscribing and leaving a positive review on iTunes or the medium of your choice. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Story King podcast, the show all about fiction, film, and form. Please join us next time. Until then. Until then.